Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. I remember seeing a cartoon from when my son was little, and there was a little girl visiting an island, and she met a little boy there who lived there all of his life. She would see things from fresh perspective. For, for example, she would see a waterfall and would be beside herself with how beautiful the thing was. And the little boy would be like, that old thing, I see that every day. Now, if I remember correctly, she reacted to the amazing tropical fruit trees everywhere, and his reaction was always the same. So she taught him by the end of the episode to appreciate all the amazing things around him and not to take them for granted, which was a pretty cool message for a children's show. Now, I thought that would be a good place to start with our theme of sociocultural theory. See, I'm basically taking the high road. Yes, we could dwell on how the negative things in our world, culturally all around us, shape us. But I'm going to go the waterfall and the tropical fruit tree route, because even if they're hard to find, they're there too. The Very Well Mind website helps us to define sociocultural theory. It notes that according to the sociocultural perspective, our psychological growth is guided in part by people in our lives who are in mentor type roles, such as teachers and parents. In addition, we develop our values and beliefs through our interactions within social groups or by participating in cultural events. So, like, children are born with the, the basic biological constraints on their minds. But each culture provides these, they call them tools of intellectual adaption. Now, these tools allow children to use their abilities in a way that's adaptive to the culture in which they live. This is the difference between seeing the waterfall every day and the difference between it being a brand new, potentially life-changing experience. We can think about it this way too, as another example. According to CNN in 2016, age limits for the purchases of alcohol did not exist at all in over 10 countries. Anyone could buy it anytime, anywhere. On the other hand, some countries had a complete ban on alcohol, so it's not legal, legal to sell it to anybody. So, for example, countries where no 15 to 19-year-olds reported heavy drinking in the past 30 days were Afghanistan, Kuwait, Libya, Pakistan, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen. With that, though, 
uh, World Health Organization report found that across 15 European countries and regions, more than one in five 15-year-old people reported weekly drinking with the highest prevalence in England, Scotland, Malta, and Denmark. It separates the girls from the boys. Those were the girls' statistics. Here's the boys' statistics. We're talking 15-year-olds. More than one in five reported weekly drinking across 24 European countries and regions with the highest prevalence in Malta, Denmark, England, and Wales. The highest prevalences were in Croatia, Malta, and Italy. So, here's our question. Do you think how drinking is viewed culturally affects the people's view of it who were born and raised in those cultures? Of course, I, I would say so. so. Even if they personally experiment with it when they're not supposed to have it, or they go against the grain or don't care for it, it's still culturally ingrained in them one way or the other how to see it. So let's take this to, to pop culture. We're talking about fairly younger people. Let's go even younger than that. If, if you're in the United States and you happen to be roughly my age, I'm going to ask you a question. Did Sesame Street, the electric company, Captain Kangaroo, Bill Cosby's picture pages, and Mr. Rogers' neighborhood teach you or mold you in one way or another as a small child? Again, those were my generation. If I was asking this to my son, maybe you had the Wiggles or Wild Kratz or Odd Squad or Yo Gabba Gabba. See, these all help shape little tiny minds. Well, let's find out. What I'm going to ask you to do, just for a second, is I'm going to ask you to count to 12. Okay? You just do it. You can do it in your head. You don't have to do it out loud, but just... I'm going to give you a second. Go ahead and count to 12. Okay. Now, here's the experiment. Count to 12 and think about the animated pinball machine on Sesame Street with the Pointer Sisters singing the numbers to you. Do you remember how it went? I'll give you a second. So did your brain go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? If it did, that is an example of sociocultural theory. Uh, we were influenced by something and it taught us something. And that's maybe how we even learned it to some degree. How about when Mr. Rogers was done for the day and, and he got dressed to go back outside? I'm going to start and see if you can finish. You ready? It's such a... Can you fill in the blanks? Are you still doing it? Did you get it? If you did, it's because you probably saw it many times like I did as a little kid. 
if we did, that means that we heard this outro to the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Show maybe daily, whether conscious or not. And what did we hear over and over and over and over? I'm going to recite it to you. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling you're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. And of course, there's the... It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you. And you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too. Then he would say, you've made this day a special day just by your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you. And I like you just the way you are. If you listen to this, if you really paid attention, how potentially impactful could this have been? You could live by the waterfall or live by a factory, and it didn't matter because that same man would say the same thing directly to you through the television. So sometimes we, we only think when it comes to sociocultural theory about where we live, but we can't limit ourselves to that. Pop culture helps. See, what pop culture is doing and, and, and when we're living are all factors too. It made me wonder whether this positive reinforcement worked. Well, I did a little digging and there was one particular man among many, by the way, who, who grew up in extreme neglect and under conditions of extreme abuse. But this man found a few minutes of peace each day when he entered Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He stated, when he said, I like you just the way you are, I never heard that before from any other human being on the face of this earth. And it was as though he was speaking directly to me, and I believed him. And just when you think this can't get more emotionally hard-hitting, I want you to think about something. Again, I, I went down the rabbit hole with this. Fred Rogers was a child who was crippled with shyness. He was frequently homebound because of suffering life-shaking bouts of asthma. And if that wasn't fun enough, according to the sources that I read, he was constantly bullied as a child because he was overweight. So when he could leave his house, he couldn't leave his house without being called Fat Freddy. And this is in the actual neighborhood that he grew up in. And it crushed him. So, so what did he do? This is where we're going to close our episode. You see, he could have used his sociocultural environment with all its lack of understanding by other children to shape him into a monster. He could have become the most bitter and resentful person on earth. And who could blame him? 
Now, in no way am I trying to be funny. I'm dead serious. He could have been a contender to pull off a school shooting. But he took a different route. He would create a new neighborhood. A neighborhood of make-believe for himself. But it wouldn't stop there. He would then invite all other children, especially the sad and the misunderstood children, to live there for part of their day too. In this place of order and fish feeding and puppeteering, a kid learned how to be both deep and simple, to be kind to strangers. They learned to make a joyful noise, to tell the truth, to connect with other people in every way you can that's, that's safe, to love your neighbors, to find the light in the darkness, to always try to find the very best in other people, to accept the changing seasons, and to share what you've learned all your life. And, and there's actually another one. And it's, you know, again, you may smile because you think that I'm being, you know, snarky, but I'm not. How impactful jazz music was if you watched a show oh my gosh remember you were exposed to impactful jazz music played by an extremely skilled pianist and how it can make you feel alive and it literally lit up his neighborhood of make-believe it enhanced it Every show it was there. Another thing you could have learned from it, and that was, of course, the piano was played by Johnny Costa. So was Mr. Rogers' impactful personality helpful? Is it reasonable? Well, as an example of sociocultural theory, I would say, let's review. He was an overweight and bullied little kid who created his own world. He could put a puppet on his hand and at once speak through the voice of either a shy baby tiger named Daniel or the confident king of the neighborhood, Friday. He could be anyone he wanted. And when he did that, guess what he did? He said goodbye to Fat Freddy and all the memories, and all the pain. I'm sure they were still somewhere in that man's soul, but he didn't dwell on it. He left Fat Freddy in the old neighborhood and now can live here in this glorious new one where he could be any character he felt that he either needed to be that day or that he felt that the children needed to see that day. Was this impactful on people? Yup. I can speak for one other kid <laughs> who was bullied because he was an overweight little boy and who was teased because he had hair that was never combed right and he had a strong New Jersey accent in kindergarten in Southern California. This kid these days has a lot of puppets to choose from in his arsenal of people to be when needed too. So he can pull out the shy tiger 
and the confident king, too, on a moment's notice, as they're both there inside him somewhere. And because the example was set, he, too, created a safe place. Not one that includes a trolley or Francois Clemens or goldfish, but he created a new neighborhood where he can talk to a podcast audience that he rarely, if ever, actually sees but knows is out there because all are invited, especially the sad and the misunderstood ones, to live there for part of their day too. By learning from another to take the high road and not just saying, well, that's the way that I am, I can't help it, Sociocultural theory made me what I am today. If we don't do that and we take the high road and we pass it on or pass it forward, something wonderful happens. See, while you don't always tangibly see it, if just one other person feels better about themselves at any time because of tuning in, then once again, it really is a good feeling to know you're alive. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. This time around, we have for you Refresher Podcast-Sociocultural Theory Playlist. You can find it really easily. You just pop on Spotify, you type in Refresher Podcast-Sociocultural Theory. So what do we got on our playlist today? This is a smiler. This is a happy one. This is a happifying playlist. Track number one, we just went for it. The aforementioned pianist extraordinaire, Mr. Johnny Costa, with his impossibly cool piano rendition of the song get happy number two the song is called this will be our year by the zombies guys i may have to do a psychology on vinyl on this zombies record it is so so beautiful it's a hidden 60s gem it's just so good number three harper's bazaar with the song come to the sunshine number four we jump a few generations, but we keep the positivity. Our House by Madness. Number five, the band The Smithereens with the song I Believe. I interviewed their guitarist at one time. He's a really nice guy. Num number six from Pet Sounds. Don't Talk, Put Your Head on My Shoulder by the Beach Boys. Number seven. The Archies with Everything's Alright. Number eight, You Didn't Have to Be So Nice by The Love and Spoonful. Number nine is a band called The Model Rockets with the song A Notice to Everyone. And then finally, make it a little more soulful, we've got the main ingredient with the song You've Been My Inspiration. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Sociocultural Theory. 
we would like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report show that we now have listeners in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, a couple of reminders. Did you guys know that plants improve the air around you? Make it better. And as a result, you know what happens? It improves your mood. Well, Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. If you just want the container, you can buy that. But if you want plants too, they have them and a really nice assortment. You should check out their, their awesome website at www.leafy.com. That's www.leafve.com. We also want to say hello to our friends at DesignCraft who are at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet custom needs. You can check out samples of their unbelievable work at D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-R-A-F-T.com. So DesignCraft, D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-R-A-F-T.com. We also want to shoot a big hello in the direction of our friends at the Managing Expectations podcast. They're doing a great job. Just uh, last week, I was, I was able to join them. So if you want to check that episode out, that, that was a fun one to do. Um, I've been on there a numerous amount of times, and it's always a lot of fun. They talk music, art, books, movies, generally the passing scene. Check them out at managingexpectationspodcast.com. This show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you think that it might be positive in their lives, or it may be a shot in the arm to them, or maybe provide some companionship, or make them laugh. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. All you have to do is see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, it can be as little as 99 cents a month, but every little bit counts and every little bit helps. The thing is, though, is I know not everybody has it. So whether you are in a position or have the desire to contribute to this show, don't worry. Feel free to listen to it anytime you want and enjoy it. It is yours. I also wanted to say in conclusion that we have our own website which is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You can check out books that I've written, uh, interviews that I've done with numerous amounts of people, and of course, the merchandise for this show. It's refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late. And it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. Well, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.